Check, check, check. Hey guys, I'm Grumpy. Call me Grumpy here. <clears throat> I just recorded a badass intro for my buddy Brian. Um, Bowen Smith, BBS as we call him today, who is my guest on the show. And I was kind of happy with it because I feel like I touched on how important this guy is to me. And then I went to play it back and uh, it gave me an error on the whole file. So, fucking A. This thing is just, this little recorder, before I recorded this, I had to take the entire thing apart, every screw, to figure out how to turn it on and off because the on and off switch broke off. Thanks, Zoom. You know, you would think that something like the on-off switch, which you could argue is the primary function of this device, you're not going to do anything without the on-off switch. Right? I'm glad we agree. Because if that breaks, you can't do anything. And that's what happened. You would think they would design it with some integrity to be a useful, functional tool in the field, which clearly it is not. And I am disappointed, and I am I am grumpy now. I'm sorry for my outburst. We're starting on the wrong foot. I'm also exhausted, uh, in a good way. Done, done almost 3,000 miles on the panhead this week. It's a lot. Uh, but I also wore myself down, and I, I'm crashing physically. I can feel it. So that, uh, that's affecting me as well. I apologize for my outburst. Anyway, we're, it's going to be fine. We're okay. You're okay. I'm here with you now. You're listening to the Blue Toddcast. <laughs> I'm Todd Bluebaugh, and we are off on the wrong foot. But I got, I got something that's going to change, uh, change the tone a little bit, and that is this interview with my dear friend Brian Bowensmith. And if you're a photographer, you know who he is. You've seen his work. He has shot everyone, absolutely everyone. And uh, I'm very proud to call him a friend. Him and his wife, Shay, are very important people in my life and in my wife's life. To us, they have been... Uh, I, can't, I can't really put in two words how important they have been. And he's a good part of the reason I'm here in California trying to make it as a photographer. Because I watched Brian step into this industry and just conquer it. And that's... That's who he is. He's just, <clears throat> you, he is unstoppable. He, yes, knows how to use a camera uh, very well, every function of it. And he can tell you and talk about that all day. But Brian's power is in the way that he treats people. He treats them very well. He is kind, he is generous, and he has been all those things to me over the years. He's been a hell of a mentor to me. I've known him before he was a photographer and I've, I've seen the loops he's done in life. And he always lands on his feet because, one, he is an athlete. <laughs> and two, he just has people looking out for him because he's always looking out for people, and that's what we need to do. Be kind. Look out for one another. If you've ever worked on one of his sets or been around him when he's working, you understand that everyone is important, and he treats them that way. And that is a rare thing 
on high-end shoots in this industry. A lot of people get mistreated all the time. I see it. Even if, I, even if I want to say something about it, it only makes it worse. And it pisses me off. As part of my disgust with entertainment and with photography is the self-importance that we give, I guess, to ourselves. <laughs> but just to the characters involved. These are fucking people, and a lot of them don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it drives me crazy when they think they're more important than even the person serving them food or driving the trucks. Literally the people who are making the shoots happen. And Brian has never taken that for granted. And I love him for it. And his shoots are by fun, by far the most fun to be on. I mean, you should just see this guy work. He will light it up. He breaks every fucking rule. And... You just love him for it. You can't get enough. I'm so proud of him, and he's been so helpful to me. So uh, I'm probably leaving out a bunch of stuff. He's he's got many projects going. You know, I'll, I, we talk about it. You'll hear about it. But uh, he has a tequila company that he's launching. He has launched Casa del Sol, and it is the best sipping tequila I've ever had in my life. And I'm a tequila snob. So, you know, if you can find some of it, you probably won't go back. <laughs> um, yeah. He also had an art show recently. Find out, you know, shooting these celebrities and these important people is his work, and he will tell you that. But Brian also is also very concerned about art and the art of photography, and I really appreciate that about him. And in fact, when the industry stopped for a year, uh, it wasn't that long, but nearly um, Brian to siege, seized the day, Carpe Diem, Brian, and went out and shot a fine art book on the road, shooting black and white photos through the windshield of his old, old Ford pickup. And it's a beautiful, beautiful book called Drive-Bys. And if you like this podcast and you love and appreciate the romance of the road, as I know you do because you're listening to me, you will love this book. I would suggest going to get it. But he had an art show, printed all these large format prints from the book, and it looked like it was a wild ride. I missed it because I was shooting an episode out on the road, um, sadly, but uh, you just can't be two places at once. <laughs> I wish you could. But I won't talk about it anymore. I'm just gonna just gonna let him talk because it's my favorite thing to do. Just get him wound up and let him go. And I'm real happy you can hear this interview with my man, Brian Bowen Smith. Buckle up. Here, give me a check, check. Uh. <laughs> Solid stuff. Check one, two. That sounds pretty good. It does. Um, are you? I'm going to turn our levels down just a little bit. Well, that's pretty good. Are you going to yell? I, anything could happen to I might. I should turn. I'll just hold on. Just a little. Just a little bit. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I spend so much unnecessary time, like, uh, having to correct that. Because this is what happens. Yeah. Your arm starts here, and about an hour into it, you get real tired. Yeah. And you're like, uh, it's true. 
I, I got actually, I got a plan for mine. What are you, what are you gonna do? But then you're gonna have to stick your face over by that pile of books. <laughs> I'm a king of rigging shit. Dude, I like your plan. Show me. Oh, I'm just like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. Not bad right there, right? That's pretty good. Just gotta get a little closer. Yeah. You're so smart. Now you got a free hand to do whatever. Yeah, now I can jester to you. <laughs> yes. Good job. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds really good. Huh? How's the coffee? Man, that is a good coffee. I just thought happy of something. I'm I shouldn't have... I'm gonna have to take a shit in the middle of this. So oh, I just did. I I know you. I did. haven't shit in like three days too. Something was going on, and it just was like, hmm. Oh, that's nice. I love those. Mm. Where you go back? I don't have them often. You go back to normal. I'm like a fucking squirrel. Like usually I'll eat and then shit right away. So you eat a lot of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Actually, I actually. No I'm joke, very regular most. Of I the do time. eat a lot of nuts now because of uh, my cholesterol problems. And I they tell you to eat nuts because of that. Well, I've been intermittent fasting, so nuts are really good for you, and nuts are good for cholesterol if you have cholesterol because you get all the good fat. Yeah, and it's the good fat. So what'll happen is I'll eat a handful of nuts, so I'm not starving to death. Fatty plant tissue. Yeah. So you eat that for breakfast, basically. I don't eat breakfast at all. Or lunch. What I what I've been trying to do is not eat till like like three o'clock. Till seven o'clock. You look really good. Thanks, brother. You do. And you just went down how many pant sizes? Two inches? Yeah. That's amazing. 26 pounds. You look dope in those Thanks. jeans. Yeah, these are good jeans. Look- I will tell you this. I was never much for a, oh, I like this cut. It was always just put a fucking pair of jeans on. If they look good, they look good. Yeah. But I do notice in these, in all honesty, that it's nice that they're a little bit more snug up top, mm-hmm. but then there's enough room to wear a boot. That's, and, there's and, a lot of thought through the legs that. That when you're sitting down especially on a motorcycle comfortable it feels comfortable is. and then yeah. the pants stay up on your waist a lot of people um get this cut and they'll um they'll sag them right away yeah and i, I was just like and they're like oh they're so tight i'm like no no they're made to be worn at your waist like pull them up like like, like you, pants exactly yeah and when I wear those black ones, I feel like I'm wearing like a dress pant. Like I could go out they look, to it. Yeah, they look nice. Yeah, they look like almost like slacks because yeah. they fit so. Because they fit good, yeah. Yeah, well, thanks. I'm glad you, I'm no, glad you like them. Well, you always pay attention to detail, so. I try to. I um, I hear you've uh, you've retired from photography. Oh, are we going? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're recording. Oh, oh great. That was my airlock. I hear you retired from photography and started a dog rescue. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's rough. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know what it is, man. These dogs keep finding me, and I can't say no. Um. Well, you got a good little herd going. In all honesty, though, uh, I hope you can retire with this tequila deal. Oh, dude, it would be. I've been meaning to have you come talk about it. Hopefully yeah. before your launch, but now that you're launched. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things where it's like the right place at the right time, the right amount of effort you put in your whole life, and someone decided I'm going to give this guy a shot, a chance, and, and, and did it strategically, specifically because of my photography skills. So it's kind of a, a really unique way to get into something where they're like, well, we were going to just hire you, but... 
if we have you as a partner, then you just do everything for us. And you can oversee the vision of the company. And, and, and get, so my, my title is um, the, um, what is it again? You're a, a, no, a, pro, uh, a, a president photographer. No, I'm the uh, creative director. Mm. Which is weird because the guy, Steph, who, I, uh, who started it, um, who, who's the one that invited me in, is a, was a creative director that I've worked with for years. Oh, no so, way. So it's pretty trippy. We just did our first commercial, and uh, we're sitting in the big seats behind the monitor, this and that. And he looks you over. the chairs. He goes, give you the dude, chairs. We're, we're the clients. Yeah. Like, this is so weird. Like, I I keep feeling like I want to get up and do something. I'm like, I know. I just I just want to take, like, pictures. <laughs> but he's like, no, no, no. We have to sit here and just watch other people do their work. You've got craft services coming to you. Oh, yeah. A little cheese and... We get to choose it too, so it's a bunch of shrimp. Put this between like these two books. All right. I'll just hold it. No, it's fine. You can't. No, I, mean, I think it's actually uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's actually better. It feels cool to it hold feel, a Yeah, like especially you, you got like two fingers on it. You look like a fucking James Dean rock star. Dude, I noticed I do that. Yeah. I raise my pinky. I do too a lot. And you know why? And I don't know this. Because skating, you drink tequila. Skating, I've broke my pinky so many times that I think I'm used to wearing that splint. Oh, you got a stiff pinky yeah i mean i did i broke this one snowboarding this way uh oh yeah and it kind of does the same thing yeah i mean look it looks the same yeah we got a crooked knuckle the yeah. second knuckle currents in oh better than a crooked cock <clears throat> yeah i mean i got one of those too mm. but it depends big. on who you ask yeah yeah or how far it's in then it's straight yeah i'm a little self-conscious but that's all right we won't this talk is, about this that. is the earliest interview i've ever done it's nice. We should call this breakfast time with Toddcast. Yes, the breakfast breakfast cast. with oh the breakfast cast. But you don't eat breakfast. No, but I'll drink lots of coffee. Uh, sure, we can get jazzed up on that. This is some new um, Canyon coffee Nick picked up. There's a she's doing the baked goods for a um, a little, I guess you would call it organic grocery store um, that sources. Grass fed. Yeah, I mean, and, it just fits her personality. Yeah. Let's just let's just talk about the baked goods for a second. Oh God! I mean, I don't know how you live in this house, dude. I I get zero sympathy. I literally I thought don't, I get zero fucking sympathy. I thought there were going to be a bunch of Keebler elves coming out. Like it smelled like heaven every day. I can't. I don't know how you do it. I and mean, she, she made. I tell her. I'm like. I'm like. Look. I want to stay fuckable, and and like somewhat in shape in my 40s. I live in a bakery. Yeah, and, and she's, she's not going to gain any weight, no matter no, what she no, does. No, 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 and, no. And then she'll just, you know, a lot of people, if they have problems with diet, they won't buy those things and bring them into their house so they're not tempted with it. Right. They're literally being made at my yeah. house. Yeah, you you have no choice. I have no choice. I have no kitchen, so I can't go in there and make good food. Right. I have to eat the tops of cakes that she throws. Mm, gonna throw I would eat the, the tops of those cakes any day. Let me so tell you, that good. was such a treat. But she made this banana cake with this peanut butter... Butter frosting that was... It was the best was, cake I've ever I, had in my I, life. I have to agree. You actually wanted... You told no, me No, I know. Early. When I came in, I'm like, I want her to make me up something with banana. And then literally an hour later, she's like, I think I'm going to make a banana cake. I think... And I was like, yeah, I did... Is there speakers in this house? Yeah, right. I know. The universe, mm. it wanted us to have that banana cake. And technically, that was like my birthday cake. 
Yeah, mine too. So yeah, well, it was everyone's I mean, we birthday could last have, night. We could have a piece. Yeah, I don't know if I could, to be honest. I'm like, I haven't had that much sugar in like six months. My body was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I know. I I have to be careful, man. I'm glad you sympathize because I get zero. No, I sympathize. I feel bad for you. I mean, it's you would think living in a bakery would be this great, great thing, and it probably would have been in my 20s, maybe even in my 30s. But yeah. now I'm really trying to make an effort not to go past this certain point of physical setbacks. Yeah. Particularly around like. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, who are you talking to, brother? When, wait till you get 50. That no. seems like a big number. It does, but it's not. I mean, do I, you make, do I seem 50? You make 50 sound pretty fucking Yeah, because awesome. you know what? It's all the way you, it's, you know, we're still doing the things we love to do. We're still getting out there and doing stuff. I mean, I, I move a little slower and I, I can't do the things I used to do. But, you know, it, for instance, that's why the transition from skating to surfing to, to riding a motorcycle was so great for me. Because riding a motorcycle, I get the thrill of doing snowboarding or any of those yeah. other sports. Yeah. And I'm still out in the wind and, and smelling everything that goes by. And, and you can literally meditate. Especially where I live. I mean, I'm spoiled rotten. Out Dude, in you live in the Mecca. So yeah. do I, though. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, we we both, all do. We both kind of moved to places where that was the activity. Yeah. And I, it is. It's a replacement. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's like, I'll take, you know, even in the middle of the day, if I'm, I'm doing a bunch of work on the computer, I need to get out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go on a 45-minute ride. I'm going to, 15 minutes to start it. <laughs> then I'm gonna get a nice little ride in 15 minutes around the loop and 15 minutes back as long as you don't shut it off as long as I don't shut it off yeah. at the gas station yeah mine's mine's uh, very temperature specific it will there's a difference in one degree and it will be a 20 kick bike versus a one kick bike yeah and now we're getting into the 20 kick temperatures because it's cold because it's cold all the oil and everything. Oh, you stick on that. Yeah. I, in fact, before, you know, after you leave today, after we do this and get the deck jackets up on the internet, I'm going to go in the garage. I'm going to put either 50 or 40 weight oil in there. Yeah. And see if that makes a difference. I put some blankets on her. Light a candle. Yeah. You know in the old manual? <laughs> I know. I, I, I saw that. Yeah. Light a uh, candle. Put it underneath yeah, the Yeah, I was belly. like, nah, not with all the oil and gas, gas that comes out of my shit. Why did the garage burn down? Yeah. Yeah. Who made your bike again? Uh, this guy, Ryan, and he owns a, a shop called Wisco Speed Shop. He, Ryan Mahoney. Ryan Mahoney. He just put a, another shot up of a of a, one of his builds that I really liked. Big Fishtails. Liked. Yeah. I mean, Frisco tank. He, has a, he has a certain style of this kind of uh, reclaimed, you know, barn find kind of look. Uh, that's my favorite. That I liked. And um, it was really cool because when... when um, I was looking to find out who is going to build this bike. And I know I wanted my birth year. I know I wanted a shovel head. Um, I came across his page and I just DM'd him like, wow, you know, who made that bike? And he hit me back with like 10 minutes, which for a, you know, bike guy living in Wisconsin, I was shocked. I'm like, what are you doing on Instagram? <laughs> you know, just, you know, but. Um, what time of year was it? It was summer. Oh okay, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I wouldn't be in the garage. He was in the summer. In yeah, he 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 he. All he does is go in the garage. He's got a nice little family, and he spends time with his daughter and his wife. And then he's in the garage or around the country finding parts constantly. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's like the guru. 
And so he hit me back and, and he's like, yeah, I built that. And I'm like, man, one day that's my dream bike. And he's like, well, all right, well, let me know if you want, I could build you one. And I right at that moment knew this is guy's going to build me the bike. Yeah. And so that's a good feeling. I had to, of course, have the conversation with the wife now because I already had two bikes and, mm-hmm. you know, one, one was, an, you know, the iron head and, and I got the Dyna still, but I sold the other one to, to buy this one, which we all know. One in, one out. I, I'm going to need a lot more money if I'm buying a shovel head. going to need a bigger garage. Yeah, I'm going to need a bigger garage. <laughs> so uh, when I got the down payment, I, I was like, listen, I want you to build the bike you know, obviously this isn't new to you, but I just, let me, let me save up the money. So give me a ballpark of what we're talking about this and that. And I go, if I give you a down payment, cause he had told me, he's like, when's your birthday? And I said, 1969. And he's like, dude, you're not going to believe this, but I have a rebuilt, um, slab side 69, just sitting here that I was going to build a bike for me. He's like, but I've got, you know, right now I got too many and it's just sitting there. He goes, sometimes fate's meant to happen. So if you Done. want, if you want this engine, it's yours. And I said, well, let me do this. Can I buy the engine? Right. And then give me a little bit of time to get some money together and I'll, and then we'll build the bike. And he's like, Done. So I bought the engine and then I just, you know, I told my wife, I'm like, oh, I bought an engine. Just why did you buy an engine? Like what? <laughs> This makes no sense. I'm like, mate, babe, it makes perfect sense. You buy an engine so you can eventually build a bike, you know, and I'll get money here and there and they'll get, she's like, wait, what? And then I was like, you said I couldn't buy a motorcycle. I didn't buy a motorcycle. <laughs> I bought an engine. <laughs> she's, she's like, oh, I guess that's true. Um, Bless her heart. But, um, sold a couple prints, man. And, and, uh, I sent him the money and this dude was, he was so excited to build this bike because he's like, dude, I don't know what you want, you know, exactly. But can I, can I tell you the vision I had for this bike when I was going to build it? And I was like, oh man, not, not really. Like, I just want you to build it and not show me anything. Oh, wow. You're the best customer, man. He was like, he was like, what? That never happens. I was like, I was like, listen, I go, I'll probably fuck it up. And ask you to put something on there that's not supposed to be on there. And I'm like, I want you to build the bike how you're supposed to build it. And then I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it. God, that was smart, Brian. And uh, he was like, this this cat, four days later, sends me a pic of the bike almost fully assembled. (laughs) And he's like, what pipes do you like? I got two sets. And and I'm just looking at it. And I'm just like, that's going to be my bike. Like... This thing already looks so freaking sick. I mean, it was, and he's like, "Oh, bro, wait till, wait till I put the." You know, and I'm like, "Wait, no." I was like, "Oh my god, why did you show me this?" Now I'm like, <laughs> "It's like that first date where you're like, oh, I know underneath that shirt she looks so beautiful. Like I can't wait. Like I can't believe we're dating." See a little, side, you know, see, see a little, a little you know, side, side boob, boob, and you're and like, like oh. mm. Mm. or just like wondering how she, how she kisses. You know what I mean? Like those. It's like you're 15 again, which is again goes back to our point of feeling young. And why do we always do that? We compare motorcycles to women. Well, I love my motorcycle like a woman. I don't know about you. I mean, yeah. If that thing had a vagina, <laughs> I I have a different. It depends on the bike. Hey Duke is like uh 
Like it's, your bro. Yeah, Hey Duke is is like a bastard. You know, like yeah. kid I almost hate sometimes. Yeah, but he's still your kid. But he's still my kid. Yeah, I still take care of him. Um, mm. No, but I've had I've had some. It's just kind of a funny comparison. I guess we build him kind of sexy. And yeah, like I feel and, like now my Dinah is my ex girlfriend. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mm. see her once in a while, and we're cordial, and but like nothing compared to the. I mean, you there's definitely sex every now yeah, and, <laughs> and you know, and you know, and everyone out there that's listening that follows you knows motorcycles, and you know that I don't care what anyone says when you're on an old motorcycle, it feels different. It's different. It's different. you know you got a suicide clutch. You're doing something different. You feel it. It's mechanical. It's, it's, it's more mechanical. mechanical. You're like. You know, you got to think about stopping two blocks before you're like, <laughs> it's just more of a, a a strategic way of writing something that when you know you've mastered it, if you feel like you've mastered a certain craft. Yeah. And it's no different than the first time you whack the lip on a surfboard or first time you 360 a snowboard or jump a huge gap. And like all those feelings are like, this is why you got into it to do something like this. When you see, uh, when you're, especially when you're riding with a group of old bikes too, I kind of liken it to feeling what fighter pilots in world war two must've felt like. Oh yeah. With these, with these propeller planes that mm, the you know, sound and barely run and smell of gas you're out there and you're like i don't yeah. know if i'm gonna make it home yeah you know you're kind of scared and yes everything is a, as a sound and it matters and your buddies are always yeah. you know they're flying down the road but they're checking their bike you know they're listening and i'm i just love yeah. that so much i mean you and snake are probably the only two that i know that if you were in an old plane and it broke down you'd have a set of tools you'd roll out and actually <laughs> fix the fucker <laughs> fly back home <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we we're late. We had to change the gigawatt. Either that or we'd crash really hard. Yeah, and still live. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to him yesterday. Um, you know, he hasn't been home in like three months. Yeah. And he's not coming home till January. Yeah, I know. They're they're not striking. Is that you or me? Uh that's uh, that's the wife. Ah. She heard me talking about motorcycles. Hold on, let me just Yeah. Hey babe. Hi Shay. Papa? Yeah, I am in the uh, Jennifer Allen, do you want me to send her the pri- uh, private invite or the regular one? Send her the Bye. private. But listen, uh, Shay, you're on the Blue Todd we're, cast. We're on right the now. Todd cast right now. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi. <Before> that. <laughs> that was, uh, I can hear you really well through the microphone. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, we were okay, just ta- you guys do your thing. Call me back. We were just talking about buying motorcycles. <laughs> oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. With five dogs and you're going and buying motorcycles <laughs> we have three horses he's retired from photography to start a dog rescue <laughs> oh awesome <laughs> all right come uh, back perfect timing shay she's a good woman god she's the best she really is. i mean we both hit the jackpot you know i hit the jackpot but when we when we reconnected after fucking 20 years where it was because i met you and i was like 16 yeah uh I, I didn't even live in california i know you lived up in seattle you convinced me you know meeting you and shay and snake um i had met snake years before but i was coming down here to see him and ride with him uh but meeting when i met you guys and seeing what you had done with photography in los angeles i was like man i got i just gotta get out there. i didn't know that well you're welcome i guess 
You didn't know that? No. Dude, there's, I, I thank you guys in my book. Even yeah, in I the saw back, that. In the back page. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's great. I mean, you were bad to be here. But now it's it's funny where we all we all find our, our place. Like, I love it. I woke up this morning and looked out my, my window and saw that sunrise over your car and yeah. house. And I'm like, man, that's all you need right there, It's brother. pretty good, man. That's all you need. Every day. I'm, I'm grateful every day. Yeah, me too. And I love, I love out in old agora and you know there's like trails and you know and and life and just calmness it's and it's, it's not only like 30 minutes city. outside of la yeah it's it's a total separation no, i feel like i'm I, yeah, sometimes i literally feel like i'm in montana your exit is the first one where the city just kind of falls away yes that's right is that that's like that's true thousand oaks or what is that bef- no, it's no calabasas calabasas yeah right after calabasas and right after calabasas you dive down and it's yeah. like you can take a breath and there's your there's, exit there's and- 30 miles of trails through the through the uh, national park and it's all chumash reservation so there's lots of good good spirits and, and oh, i didn't and, know that yeah the whole area god it's beautiful yeah you can go hunt for little indian arrowheads and- so it's protected yeah it'll never change that the whole neighborhood since then that's why you have all that land you know what's trippy you know right where my horse pin is yeah they wanted to put thousand oaks boulevard back in the day right oh, through that neighborhood good grief i would have been on the highway yeah but um our neighborhood's got this crazy group of people that are like you can't even paint your house without asking yeah. the homeowners association and they were like shut it down and they got it shut down for life so literally no one can build. And then you know where you get off the exit? Yeah. That whole big area, the first beautiful big thing you see? Yeah. With the big gigantic oak the, tree? Yeah, yeah. Some guy bought the land and was going to build a little Calabasas rich community. Mm. But he didn't check with certain people. And they were like- They shut him down. You're not building that. That's almost what it takes now for, for yeah. things not to expand. Because out here- Something like that needs to happen. Well, you've um, got to because it'll get, what'll happen is it offsets the neighborhood. It's like, even yeah. in my street, some some lady bought a bunch of land. Um, she has loads of money and she's like, I'm going to build this. I'm going to build this massive house. I'm going to build this gigantic pool and da, da, da. And then the homeless organization said, we, no, you're, you can't build the house that big because none houses are that big. And it's kind of, yeah, it's going to stick out. And so she got kind of bitchy and was like, you know, fuck you. I'll do whatever I want. And they were like, oh, you want to be a Karen? Check this out. Now you can't even build your pool. I, I don't even, it doesn't even bother me that, like it does bother me that houses are going out up here because of the water situation. Because if you see a house being built, you know, it's another well. Mm-hmm. And you know, that is taken away. I mean, eventually it's limited resource. Well, yeah. I mean, eventually yeah. doesn't water all run out of a well. I mean, I, I don't know if our water will, our wells will dry up, but in droughts, it's a possibility, you know, and it depends on what kind of vein you're tapping into. And that's kind of impossible to know, to but, know, yeah. but the more of them you poke in the ground, the more of a problem. Of course, yeah. And, um, yeah, you put four stars in a margarita. It's not last <laughs> people, people put pools up that yeah. thing in the desert. And it's like, it's never meant to be, you know, I, I like to conserve the water, but, uh, the problem is, I think that we're having is people are capitalizing on the popularity of the desert, not even living here and building, um, trying to build the infrastructure to turn it into hotels and 
uh, that's going to change everything. Yeah, of course. It's going to change the space. And we see this happen. Like every cool place gets fucked yeah. by people trying to capitalize yeah. on it. And if you don't have a group of people looking out for that, you're going to ruin what it is that made that place special. For sure. When Once it gets discovered. And I've got, I get a phone call every day from people trying to buy my property. And and these aren't people. These are these are um, like land associations, and you know that's a problem because they're looking at this place as a development. Yeah. And then it becomes a suburb, or yeah. eventually this whole valley could become fucking Phoenix. Yeah. So like, there's going to be a budget rental car at the end of your street one day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it it's just it that's a cool kind of a cool story i know a lot of people would be bummed out about being restricted but well being restricted for the right reasons is just like having to wear a seat belt yeah you know what i mean it's like i get it like i also understand when you go into a neighborhood and you see this bright pink house with yellow polka dots <laughs> and it's some my wife would fucking love that hippie house. yeah like <laughs> just like doing his thing which i'm like that's awesome yeah but next to all the other houses that are all white it just looks weird. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it, it's it's too it's too much. There's like so there's, a fine line. Because there's two sides because who am I to tell someone they can't have a pink house with polka dots? You know what I mean? Like, or who am I to do this and that? You know, that's why I'm glad other people do it. Just live. I don't know. Just <clears throat> well, you just like you're saying is like you, you can be respectful, but you're also like. I don't want a bunch of neighbors are moving in or crowding it, and now I don't have a. Uh, you know, backyard, and I don't have a view, and I know I I like where I am, and you want things to stay, but yeah. you can't stop no forward progress. I, I get I get that, but when you when you start changing the landscape, yeah, that's a, what that's a, what should be protected. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of this is protected land out here, but you just got like checks sitting in chairs all over the place. I got a little check tucked in the chair there. Yes. Got cash that. You might want to put that in the bank. Thanks for reminding me. Here, give me that. <laughs> put that right there. I'm glad you found that. Yeah. Dude, it's bare. My I'm house sitting is sitting on money. Look at my house. This yeah. is uh, this is what running three businesses out of your living room looks yeah, like. It it's, looks rad, though. <laughs> God, I'm so. Dude, you look like one of those like cool artist people that are like you know, look over and there's just fucking Dude, books. I'm trying. Like you read. I I do. It's I when computers. I have time, I try and write. Trying to work on the next yeah. book. And it's 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 been a lot. Starting this show is. It, it opened a can of worms I'm a year in but yeah i like you know what i like about your show is that I, my 16 year old son's like have you listened to the podcast i'm like i love yeah, that Jonah. he's I like dude it's that. pretty good and i love that you're like so you can reach an audience that's so you know like a 80 year old biker to a 16 year old kid to a who knows even how much younger it's just like it's really rad when he told me that i i that was probably the biggest compliment anybody could give me because I was like, Jonah. Well, any teenager that compliments you, period, you take it. Exactly. You're just stoked because usually it's like. His friends are into shit I've never even heard of, will never connect with. But if he can like loop back and be like, no, this is cool. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, he's into, he's into bikes now. He's got the bug bad. That's smart because he's always been into old airplanes. Yeah, he's always been into old World War II airplanes, and he likes the mechanics of things. Like, yeah, you know, he like he likes vintage. He likes, you know, we got we have similar taste. I mean, he dresses like me. Yeah, he's like he's literally a mini me, except he's sixteen and a dick. <laughs> you know, he's like Napoleon Dime. Like, good morning. Why you say good morning every morning? <laughs> well, that's just what you're supposed to do, son. I'm sorry. Yeah, all right, close the door. <laughs> 
<laughs> then he's like, hey, can we work on your bike? <laughs> like, can we just change the oil or something? <laughs> oh, he's such a rad little kid, but he's just got, you know, they get that. Oh, dude, being he's a short, but he's he's such no a cool kid, man. He's like with his Hawaiian shirts and just just beats to his own drum, which I, what you, you pray for a kid that has the confidence to not give a shit what everyone else thinks of him and just, yeah. you know, he, he he's going to be someone special for sure. Especially in, in our and, and dang, he picked up a guitar. He's been drumming all his life, but he picked up a guitar through quarantine. I mean, you jammed with him a couple of times yeah, he's in good, the beginning, man. but now he's like, written, he's like, dad, you want to hear Jimi Hendrix? And I'm like, wait, on the radio? He's like, no, I've been learning the song. I'm like, you, you didn't learn Jimi, no one learns Jimi Hendrix songs. And then he played one that I recognized, and I'm just like, damn, how are you, like, I don't understand, I can't comprehend technically how musicians can play. I just, it's just not in me, I guess. It's one of those things that it's got to be in you. Yeah. Because he's past a certain level now. Oh, yeah. It's like everything's a little, like he just can absorb it. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Brandon Boyd um, from Incubus came over, and he's like, he's like, hmm. Jonah's he's gonna be better than me at the guitar in a year and I'm kind of pissed off because <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that's what kids they get obsessed and, and you and I have the same mentality we get obsessed with things if I, gonna, I'm totally if, we're gonna, if I'm gonna do something it's it's on oh it's my whole and there's life. no stopping it and I'm up at 6 a.m. trying to figure out how to get there and you know it's funny it's like let's uh, even even talking about photography or this tequila business or you know it's like when I started learning about photography I self-taught myself so that means I went and got books. And I remember going to uh, my wife's house for Thanksgiving and it's in Alabama. There's not much to do. And so I went to Barnes and Noble and bought every book I could find on photography and just learn. I mean, learning about shutter speeds and aperture and yeah. what they do. And that's like the fundamental when you don't know what that is yeah. and no one's physically showing you. This is, is pre YouTube. Oh, this is pre, pre yeah. cell phone almost. Yeah. This is flip phone. Right. And I'm like lost. And then you're shooting film. So you can't, you don't know what mistakes. So I had to log in every frame yeah, with every shutter speed, where the sun was, what kind of light it was. And, and, and you had to learn when you got the contact sheet. That was your- That takes months. Dude, that, I mean, that's going, I went to school for photography, but that's what we did. Yeah, but yeah. at least you have a teacher and yes. you've got yeah. other kids to learn. And when you have a question, you can ask someone. It, it doesn't matter, dude. Yeah, it that's right. I told some matter. some girl that was uh, don't do helped it. me out the other day. She's like, I want to. I'm like, well, that, that was a waste of money. Don't go. You know, don't you gotta go. you gotta get into it and assist. It's like you know, vocational skills. You you know, you go to the you go where you're actually doing the stuff. I'm gonna learn how to fix cars. Go to a garage and learn from some old dude that yes. is gonna explain things to you and. Show you the tricks. and You are the last person I know. Well, it, first of all, let me say that you're one of the greatest photographers. Oh, my You really are. And you can bring things out of people that they probably never even knew were there. A level of comfort and um, just confidence. Wait till they see those deck jacket pictures Oof. of the old glue tied himself. Yes. Yeah, Brian and I Oof. shot the deck jacket yesterday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to launch that today. Very excited. I'm buying the first one. Yeah, it's like a year of work right there. Yeah. But um but no, you assisted. You went through it in the arc that it was taught to me that you would do after leaving and getting right. educated. You would go, you would find someone to assist for a period of time and then go on and start your own project. But now 
it's just with the accessibility of the camera, people are just launching themselves into the industry working for nearly for free. Yeah. And they've totally crippled that. That's what's crippled the economy behind it. Yeah. And, uh, You've also kind of limiting yourself. Assisting someone is, it's, you learn a lot. Well, here's the thing about assisting is that a lot of people have a misconception of what it is. Like when I assisted, I was in it and I was planning on assisting for five, six years. Yeah. Like it wasn't a go to a couple shoots, learn the lighting and then go off on your, on your own. There's so much more to learn about photography than just the technical side. There's so much more to learn. And, and the, the, the problem not necessarily the problem, but what's happening to, to what you said is that people are just picking up digital cameras that do everything for you. And you can go take a great shot in natural light and you can be a photographer. There's, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? It's at the end of the day, it's do you have skills to, to make a good picture and work with people and do good. Now the problem comes when you start getting notoriety and now people want you to shoot. And then they're like, yeah, we're shooting in the warehouse you can you set up you know and they're like oh uh there's no light in there we have to <laughs> shoot at this wall at my yeah. house at this no, time you're gonna of make, day you're gonna make sunset <laughs> you're gonna make you're gonna make the natural light you know or you're gonna do this and yeah then you're 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 figuring it out as you go yeah which or yeah. you have to match a frame like you have to match a plate that they've shot. Shoot. like yeah. i just did a shoot where i shot six different people in six different countries yeah and two and three of them were on zoom where I'm like trying to direct another photographer to do my lighting and in and, and my way and that's crazy. It, it's it's crazy. I mean, it, it's kind of it was kind of cool because it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. They could still hear me. Yeah, and it felt like I was still pulling the trigger, which makes kind of no sense. But and I'm you know still telling the guy like put the light up two more feet, feather it off you know two inches, and turn it down two clicks. Yeah. So it's 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 a weird time. And it's also a weird time where budgets have been cut just because no one has any money. It's but he, like, here's the thing, though. Like, a lot of them, our budgets get cut because there's there's less value in what we do now because it's yeah. oversaturated with people just diving in and undercutting budgets. Yeah, that's that's where the problem is. That's where the problem is. If you would have assisted for a couple of years under someone instead of just diving in, you would have learned how to not cripple the economy. So when you did enter into it, you would actually be making the rates yeah, that I wish, you deserve. I wish that people would you know, think like that. But unfortunately, people are going to do... I mean, any, any photographer that's starting out is going to take any job they can get and they're going to get abused by the system because the system is going to take advantage of them. Yes. And that's what's happening. And it's like, give, yeah, oh, well, th dude, I'll give you a shot. Yeah. And then you're doing like 40 pictures for a company that's using the crap out of them and you got nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're and, working for free. Yeah. But then you take bands who make no money now. Before, there would be like a budget of like, you know, oh, we've got 200 grand to do this photo shoot. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm <laughs> I gonna, miss those days. I am going to make this uh. the best shoot in the planet. Now they're like, you know, we got 200 bucks, man. Like, and it's our own money. Here's some sandwiches. Yeah. If sandwiches, if you're lucky. <laughs> Usually you're lucky. the shoot's only two hours. And like, eat breakfast before you come. But, you know, then I, I have to understand and give back as well. Like, I you know... It, I have to help those people out now. Yeah. The ones that did give me the, the jobs when there was money and now they don't have a label anymore. They're, you know, bands haven't been able to tour. No. You know, yeah. the music industry took a, took a, a slam in the last 15, 15 years. And 
it, it's crazy to see how and which is scary for our work because you can see that what you do now could eventually be gone yes which is why i always my first advice to people like you know when they want to be a photographer is not to discourage them at all and not to scare look i worked my ass off to get where i am and and now it seems weird because people that are just finding out about me think that i'm kind of like a little spoiled and i'm like oh dude you're so lucky and i can't believe how much work you're getting this and that i'm like but i ate mac and cheese for a long time <laughs> yes you did like I, I i definitely paid my dues and and i and i put myself <clears throat> in this position by hard work and i'm still working my ass off every day and now it's a different kind of hustle but if i don't adapt to the way that times are adapting then i'm, I'm just going to get lost in the shuffle as well so there are ways to get around it even though you know things are changing and there are ways to get in this industry if you get into them with the right person because even if things were normal and everything was the same as it used to be there aren't many people who make it to a certain level regardless there aren't many astronauts that that are like badass there aren't many musicians that are like on the number one chart but there are the outliers the, the amount of musicians that are good that can play gigs at little little bars and that are op- that you say man they should be number one is impeccable but there's just not room for everyone you know we all can't be any Leavowitz. Yeah. you know what i mean and i think that i try to guide people into just don't worry about what's going on in the present worry about how you get to your next jump for yourself and how to keep your work progressing the rest is either going to happen or it's not going to happen would you you say a lot of it's luck no 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 i mean i I mean mean, once you get to a certain scale level a lot of it is you definitely get lucky yeah but you you only need to get lucky once and then you you know you shoot a cover of a magazine and if you got any chops and that cover is actually really good people know yeah people look at it and go who shot that cover because it's flipping amazing right yeah and and that's that's really what makes a photographer successful is is it's the proof is in his work or what he wants the world to see let's talk about my book i didn't really bring anything on that book except the camera yeah i had one little leica and one lens so if you I had, did a whole you had a book, good concept, yeah, you got the story is everything. Yeah, the story is everything. Story is everything. The outfit is everything. The purses. Are, look at the what we shot yesterday, and not the sound. You know, you know, toot your own horn, but you're a good looking dude, and the jacket, <laughs> thanks, buddy. is is fire, and and you put a good outfit together, and you go against an old silver trailer. It all comes together. It all comes together. Yeah. Now, that picture could have the same exact scenario. You get someone else that got a different model or a different person and, you know, a different outfit. And that, that shot is dog shit. But those are somewhat real. There's a level of re- reality but to knowing, that. But knowing what that realness is is exactly. the talent. Exactly. It is. You can look at something and go, oh, this guy, you know, like, I, I get what she he's doing. But stomach. yeah, that's, I'm, I'm like, these mics are really good. Or you, you really are going to think of shit. I'm putting it up to it. <laughs> No, that's just hunger pains. Oh, God. Um, but, um, you know, you look at a guy and, you know, and, and money doesn't buy class. You know, let's take Momoa, for instance. You know, this guy's most beautiful man on the planet, huge movie star, you know, 
you know, but he dresses like, you know, sometimes people are like, dude, who's this guy? You know what I mean? Because he doesn't put everything on the table, but he does everything for himself. Yes. You know, and then look at him when he does dress up. He's like got his little, those little loafer things. His oh, friends he's, make, he's but a he just, stylist He's got style and you can't, some people can't, like I could not pull that off. Yeah. I would look like such a dick just because it's just, he's got that juxtapose of like, he he's like beauty and the beast. He's so, you know, like you look at him sometimes and you're just like, damn, that dude is so fucking good looking. Like, well, fuck Jason, him. Jason has confidence yeah well and and that confidence you could say it comes from the way he looks you could say this or that or the success he's had but jason came from nothing no i know i've and been you can home tell. with him yeah so the house but he that's grew up that's in, that's kind of what i mean nothing. you can tell about him and it's legit and it's not a gimmick yeah. right so that's the same way people see photography or people see your podcast or see, you know it's like if you're doing it and you belong there i think that success finds you yeah, I and, hope you're. I think there's a lot of people that never see that that work. Well, there. also I've a lot seen, of people give up. A lot of people get yeah. frustrated. Like I could have gave up six times. I mean, I did almost give up once, but I wasn't giving up because I wasn't going anywhere. And no one was hiring me. And I wasn't making any money, and I ran out of my money. I was giving up because my wife was six months pregnant. We literally can't pay our mortgage in our first house we bought mm-hmm. like we're running we're running out of money were you we, still assisting at this point or were i was we, still assisting but yeah. I, when i assisted i only got 150 dollars a day yeah and i'd work 10 hour days yeah so my point was i'm like i gotta get a job at a restaurant at night because at least tip money and i gotta at least be able to make my mortgage or i can't go assist yeah i just it just right now it's not that i you know, with a baby coming in a house, it's like, you got to do the right thing for your family. Oh, and that's yeah. one thing that I'm like, everything that I do in my life is for my family. And that's all I've ever wanted in life. Let's talk about how people want. Why do you want to be successful is another good question. You got to keep your minding and asking yourself. That's true. Is yeah. it because you want to be rich? You want to buy a better house? Yeah. Do you want to take care of your wife and kid? Do you want to just, yeah, you know, you know, for me, it's like, I just... Being successful and having money means like that's one less thing I got to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the biggest stress I think in everyone's life is living day by day. Or if I want to take my wife out on a date, do I got enough money to buy a nice bottle of wine to treat her? Because I want her to feel like she made the right decision. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I want my kid to to to, to somewhat have a future in case you know. So anything happens like that, I, I want to save up a little something so he he doesn't have it rough like I had it rough. You, you guys took the risk. You guys took the risk on having children before you had made it. Yeah, I really respect that. Well, there's That's, no there's no good time. Listen, there's no good time to do anything. Every time you want to make a transition or move or change a life, it's, it's never going to be a good time. So we were just like, listen, I don't want to be, you know, sixty. Because we're, you know, like you said, we lived and we both were doing so much and we're both were older. Yeah. Compared, you know, even Shay was modeling, but she was still old for a model per se. She still was, you know, just as gorgeous and doing and killing the game. But, you know, we were like, huh, we, maybe we should think about getting married and having kids. And if, if that's what we're going to do, like, I definitely want that. Yeah. I've wanted that my whole life. Yeah. And so did she. It's like, all right, let me make sure that. You can stomach me after a couple of years and then, then we'll do it. 
You know, if you, if you don't leave, if you don't leave, like I'm good. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll marry your ass right now. <laughs> but let me see what what's up with you first. Yeah. You know. And so you know we you're right we did it and you know what I'm Bert big and she's also big and firm on is that nothing is etched in stone you're not you don't have handcuffs on because you get married you don't have you know it's not like your life is changing and it can't be undone especially nowadays I've so many people are getting divorced and it's just like it's you, you know it does seem to be the natural it, but <laughs> it, but the, the way I looked at it is like it's like Eh, if we do, we do, and we'll figure it out the right way. Like that's the right. We're attitude. not going to be vicious about it unless if we get that bad, then who gives a fuck anyway? Goodbye. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But totally. Yeah. We, you know, it's just like you just do it, go along with the ride, and just try to make. We try to make every day. We try to do a little bit of happiness. You know, we have our mornings together. We have our coffee in bed together, and that's kind of our time. Mm-hmm. Then we're both off and running and have, you know, you know, like I said, she's taking care of five dogs, three horses, getting the kid ready for school, and then doing all the office work for our company and, and producing shoots. And I'm like, this girl's got her hands full. You guys are, you guys are a hell of a team. Yeah. But so it, and it takes two, it takes two to make, make, make the, the, the vision work. You know, you know, you know, I've never been one to, do everything on my own. If someone can help me, I'm letting them help me. I have a hard time with that. I, I don't. I'm I like, if you got something that. to contribute, even on shoots, my assistant, oh, do this. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try it. That's a beautiful and thing. And a lot of times they're you, right. Man. And I'm like, wow, thank you. I love that. And But but I just, I'm like, look, all we're doing, it's to get, you know, when I'm shooting, unless I'm doing it for myself, I'm basically a DP. Yeah. Even on movie posters and stuff like that, it's like, I don't get to go and tell them what I want to do that they're like here's what we need you bring a good point and that's also something i wanted to talk about is this is still a service industry yeah even at your level totally unless you're doing fine art which you also do Mm -hmm. very well but the uh i don't think people understand that like when you get hired for a job you're a technician you're not an artist that's right and you're you're there to work as a technician for 12 hours yeah like any other fucking votech you're paying me you want me to put a red dot in his nose just yeah. Where, find the Shoot ball. Rudolph. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And a lot of them, you know, it's that work is just that, is that they have a vision of what they want to promote their movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my job is to go in and make it look as good as possible. Yeah. And then show them the options that they could have, which is, I want to steer them in my direction. But usually you get hired for what you do. You know, La Chapelle is going to get hired because they want all these beautiful colors and, and really poppy light. You know, Annie Leibovitz is going to get hired when they want that kind of moody, beautiful darkness. Pastels. Yes, and, yeah. and soft. Yeah. You know, and like the guy I uh, understudied under her Brits had that nice, clean sunlight look, you know. Were you attracted photography uh, to photography in the beginning? Yes, the I, I actually was the only grade I got an A in was photography in school. Interesting. And I was obsessed but dirt poor, there's no way you're buying a camera. Right. There's no way you're buying film, for sure, no processing. This is in Syracuse? I don't even know where you would do it in Syracuse, aside from the school. Um, but uh, my coach, Joe, who I ended up living with um, in my later years in high school, had a dark room in his garage. Oh, really? Or, or his basement, sorry. You never told me that. Yeah, so 
I kind and he had cameras. So Joe I so kind nice. yeah, he he was, was a, so I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. I'd be dead. That's amazing. 100%. Yeah. Um and so he got me in the gymnastics which eventually took me to uh, a scholarship for college which took me to New York City which got me into acting which got me to LA which got me to where I am. Yeah. Um I had this love of photography and and even my teacher said you should pursue this you're you know you've got an eye you've got what it takes you know and and i was like yeah i wish you know it's one of the things and then i just didn't fuck with it for years and of course in college i was a gymnast and that was my life and you you didn't have time for anything else i didn't even go to bars and shit till i was like in college like later when did you reconnect with photography when i met my wife shay she had uh i'd been making skate films and the photographers were too high too expensive to hire oh right yeah you know they're like oh yeah it's, doing it it's five grand i'm like five grand dude i'm the whole video costs 800 bucks <laughs> yeah. like i can't not five grand so i'm like you know what let me get a camera you know my wife had a little you know an old nikon and uh the old f3 i start i started no that's the one herb gave me duh it was, hers was even older than that there's mine yeah there it is they're beautiful <laughs> they are and so i started shooting my own covers and man i tell you when it came back and then you know like you get a camera that looks cool and you think dang it's they're nice to look is, at aren't they the, but i it you just feel it's like a motorcycle it's just like the motorcycle i like when you're on your shovel head you feel and it's different yeah when you have a Leica or an old Nikon F3 or a Hasselblad or a Roly, you feel the nostalgia. You feel like it you it makes you want to be better. Dude. You want to live up to the craftsmanship of the camera. Dude, any camera with a leaf shutter, uh, hearing that sound. Oh, the winder, oh, the, you know, uh, it's it's just, it's one of the things, that's, that's another thing when you know you want to be a photographer. Cause you'll, you'll literally sleep with the camera next to your bed and be like, yeah. wake up and kind of hold it and put it down next to your coffee and you know what I mean and like you want to have it with you and you don't want to miss the moment and like that's that's what real photographers are and then and if that's all you do, you know it's just you need a freaking trust fund if you want to really do it as a hobby. Oh yeah, you know and it's like like we were talking about you know like I'm not opposed to shooting weddings or I'm not opposed to shooting catalog or any nothing is beneath me. And people would think that if you're at a level where you are, why would you do that? I'm like, because you still need to work. You still need to feed the beast. Think of all the dudes that are getting up at five in the morning with a, in a tractor and going plowing a field. They wanted to be farmers. Yeah. And well, that's their life. Yeah. And that's what they're good at. And you know what? He's got his coffee, he's sitting on his tractor. He's watching the sun come up. I mean, are we the fools? I don't know. That's a that's a rough one right. to 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 hang on to small it is. farms and, and, family and farms just people who just people who work their ass off on daily nine to fives you know the world has to have everybody the world has to have you know it's just like you said it's i definitely feel lucky definitely freaking blessed in so many ways but it didn't come without a price no it didn't do you know what i mean and it, and it, and it never it never will what i don't you, think what your boy biggie said more money more problems <laughs> i don't think people know the loops you've had yeah. in life you know it you've does had, because you've why lived would it? so many fucking lives yeah. outside and of it's, photography it's funny too because someone's like you know oh my god 
I want your life, man, your Instagram life. And I'm like, yo, so do I. <laughs> I like, I don't post the little fights I just picked with my wife. And I don't post that I just freaking tripped over my shoelace. And, you know, and I'm, I, I got this job that I'm so stressed out. I'm fucking got diarrhea because I'm like, I got this job is massive and there's so many moving parts and things aren't going well. And you're like, oh, you know, like this show, I'm like, everything is just like oh three days before the show i found out because we want to put pearl inside the show oh you need a permit for that to put a car in a garage yeah yeah permit you gotta there's all these rules like you're you got to put an oil thing for the drip you have the fire extinguisher the fire marshal has to come and approve it and check it it can't have one leak you have to have a lock on the gas tank the keys have to be given to the fire marshal i'm like what (laughs) Yeah, I just want some people to sit on it and take some pictures. It's like, it is basically a garage, you know? And it's like, oh, who do we get a permit from? Oh, I don't know. Like, it's like all those things where you're like, the show's in three days. <laughs> oh my God. Then the, the framer. Oh, I got the prints done early and I got 20, 60 by 40 frame pictures. Can you come pick them up? No. Put them in my living room? I don't have anywhere to put them or a way to get them here. <laughs> oh. <coughs> Sorry, I just got <coughs> I just got COVID, but it's you want to puke in my oh, nah. it's like, I thought you were gonna throw up. Yeah. Glad that was just a cough. Oh, just thinking about it. see I'm starting to get the fucking uh, Oh, you got shit? Yeah, I know. One of us is gonna have yeah. to. But you know what I mean? It's I do the know stress you, so, so here's the here's the point. Before <clears throat> I forget, hold on. <clears throat> there we go. Okay. The stresses never go away. They just change. Yeah. The stresses of how am I gonna eat tonight? What am I going to do to, oh, God, if I don't get this permit, how, you know, I need to find a DP for the, the video portion. I, I need to, this location might not work. And then we got no other, there's no other place to shoot it. And we have to shoot on that day because that's the only day the client can get the talent here. Yeah. So we're, you know, so it's, it's, you got to make the best of it. You got to figure out. And that's where you, that's where you as a photographer or planner or you know to to gain success is how do you put out fires how good are you how good are you at planning things and fixing things immediately on set how good you know those are the things you can't teach a photographer those are the ones that would set um levels of photographer apart so even though there's a million people doing the thing, it just means there's going to be a million more beautiful pictures in the world. They're going to go on Instagram or should be, if people are smart, do your shows and try to sell the images directly and make some cash. You need you need to be very multifaceted as a, as a fixer. Yeah. As a problem fixer. Yes. I think that you just need to... Here's what I... The way I look at it is like, just like how you are as a person. You're either a dick right and you're gonna be a dick no one's gonna you can't stop a karen from being a karen or a kevin from being a kevin probably you're, that's not. just the way you are we have friends that we keep distant because we know they're just dicks or we don't vibe with them and then we've got people that you would literally die for yeah <clears throat> so i think that the way you adapt and and how you treat people and how you look at the world is who you are and i think that's who you're going to be in your work well, you you attract who you are. Yeah, like if you're course. a dick, you're gonna hang out with dicks, right? And no one—that's gonna be your circle. Yeah, you're a good person. Like you'll get a lot of good people coming into your circle. Yeah, 
Well, you hope. Well, you hope. Yeah. I think I mean, it's pretty true. It, I, it's also just a. I find a different time where it's like people think that I have a million, million friends. Like, dude, you know, I'm like, I know a shitload of people. I'm friends with six. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like real friends. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'll call once, or, you know, uh, you know, if we haven't talked in like four days, I'll text and be like, "Look, I love you. What's up? Yeah. I hope you have a good day." That's not everyone. Yeah. There, there's literally a handful of people. The older you get, the more, the more selective <laughs> well, you kind of have. You to realize be. when you get older, you're like, I don't need. Hold on a second. Why am I fucking pretending I'm this guy's best friend when I don't really like him? Right. Why am I putting up with people that are just negative in my life and they stress me the fuck out? Why am I doing this? It's like, I'm just, it's time to clean house and cut people off. Not, not, and not in a, in a, in an aggressive mean way, but just like, you're not contributing to anything in my life that makes life better. Well, I heard, I heard recently that you are a, um, you're kind of a collection of your top five immediate influences of who you keep around you and spend the most time with mm-hmm. so you really want to be selective with right. who you're spending the majority of your time with because you will be influenced on a, a very large oh yeah level. oh yeah but and 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 i just love love and i love people that 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 spread it and i love I, and you want to be around people that make you happy what's better than let me tell you something because this happened to me the other day i was like we're on a ride pull off you know, we're looking at the ocean. I look over and, and me and my buddy are just smiling at each other. And it was like, we were telling each other, we love each other without having to say it. Yeah. And I was like, there was something so beautiful about that. Yeah. And, and that's what I want more of. Now, look, if there's 50 of them, I'll take all 50. There's not, that's not the issue. I don't put a limit on anything, but you just find that you, you can't jive you know, 50 is hard to juggle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, You're you, a little you overextended. Only, you only get a certain amount of time on this planet. And I think that as you get older, I want to learn how to spend the best time and the, the most quality time for, for me and my family and myself and anyone who wants to, to get in on that with me. And as you get older, you realize life is hard and you want to do the best. But it, it also, it's like, it's just a life. And You're then when very you die, generous with it, your life, Brian. Thank you. I people, try to be. People know that too. Good. Even coming out here to help me with this, I knew you wouldn't back down, but I also knew you didn't have the time. Well, it, you, you, you can it. always you can always find the time. I mean, look, I got to be on your cod, podcast, Toddcast, so. That I there's, really was. There's, that was, there's bonuses to everything. Shoot me damn. That was like the one thing I wanted to do. I, I actually wanted to sit down and get drunk on tequila with you. Yeah. But have a coffee in the morning. I'll take yeah. what we can get. Yeah. I told my wife I wouldn't drink till the show. Oh, I see. <clears throat> That's another thing when you get older is like you start committing to things and you got to commit. Yeah. You know, just, just to prove to yourself that you still can. Still got it. Yeah. You definitely do still got it, man. But I can't wait for you to taste the tequila. I'm so excited. I mean, you're really going to dig because I know you like tequila like I do, and you're a sipper, yes. which is kind of the whole concept of our our brand is that it's a sipping tequila. It's an elevated tequila. Um, we we uh, finish it in French cognac barrels with limousine oak, which is like the most expensive wood. Tell everybody the name of it. It's Casa del Sol. Casa del Sol. 
yeah. out of Mexico. Yeah, up, it's obviously. made in the highlands of Jalisco and the, the old red soil, which... So that area is like the champagne? Yes. Well, yeah, you can't make tequila unless it comes from that area. You're right. And what's cool about them is, to go back to what we were talking about, there's like, there's only like, and the number's not accurate, but around 1,700 distilleries, and there can never be another one. You can't just go there. Does and it make look a like vineyards just yes, full it of agave? Freaking, and we we make blue agave, so oh, it's like beautiful. blue plants that are just in perfect rows. Are they huge? Well, no, the the, the they're mezcal is the one that are like huge. Oh, okay. The other ones are like waist high. Yeah, that's pretty big. They're, no, they're big when yeah. they're mature, and you're not supposed to you're not supposed to harvest them for like six years. That's a long Six, crop. Seven, yeah, it's a long crop. Yeah. But that's when agave is mature. And there's a big problem now with everyone starting companies. If you do it the wrong way, it's very dangerous for the um, the environment. And it's really dangerous for the plants. Yeah. Because you have to be regenerative. They're picking it. Yeah, if you pick you. it early, it, it really fucks up the system. Mm. And people are picking it early just because they need the juice. Mm. They, need, they need their tequila. There's a lot of companies right now. Like right now, they're like... There's companies that don't have tequila. Like, they're just not going to have it this season. Really? Yeah. Then there's companies that their bottles are stuck in the ocean. So they got the tequila and no bottles. So it's kind of trippy. It is really backed up right now. Yeah. I was trying to explain that. I mean, I answer emails every morning of people wondering about the boots and even the jackets that we shot. They were stuck in the harbor for four months that's longer. Why, that's why I'm going to be the first one to order that shit that's before right. it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, they're out. That's, no. a real, that's a real problem, though. When you I think know. about like the micro mini operation that we are and how that's affected it's crazy. on that level, think about the big no, ones. No, I can't. I can't. Look at all the chips that are at sea that are messing up everything. The, the cars computers are, and all yeah. that. Cars can't be made. I mean, that's crazy to me. It's like, look at the price of used cars right yeah. now. Yeah houses God, it's, you, it's it's not if gonna wanna, be if you yeah. want to sell your house right now you're gonna make a mint but then you yeah, got but then nowhere you to gotta go. buy a house yeah. that costs a it's yeah exactly don't sell your house no i'm never selling i'm don't. i'm my my goal in life is to just keep being able to afford that mortgage yeah that's, that's a good it. goal to have that's it that's really the goal i think anybody anybody looking to buy a house right now is gonna have to move to somewhere before the curve, which which a lot of people, which a lot of people are doing, you know. But you know, you were talking about you were talking about starting a family and these things, and like not worrying about it so much and going for it. But dude, I really worry about people and housing uh, the gen- like Jonah's generation. Oh yeah, that are you know Jonah will be okay because you guys are going to own your house because you've made it an effort to do that, and that's what you've invested in but a lot of people have kids still don't own their own home yeah and what are their kids gonna do i don't know you 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 figure it out i guess you know the problem is it can't we can't go where it's like this we can't crazy society where you can't own own anything eventually it's gonna have to change to come back down or something's gonna have to happen something's gonna have yeah it has to um but you know here's the other thing is you don't know if you don't know what's gonna happen just like, I don't know, our, when our parents age, you know, every generation has its issues and problems. I yeah. mean, did you ever in your wildest dream think that this COVID shit, we'd be in this situation? Not at all. And it's, you know, COVID's killed more people than all the wars put together practically. I did not know that. Yeah. World War One. Do you know two. anybody who's yeah. died from it? 
Yeah. I mean, really? of course. It's um, it's pretty gnarly. I've been lucky. I've been watching the news, too, where it's like... My friends are healthy. Yeah, people are like, um, yeah, I didn't get the shot. I didn't wear a mask, and I was uh, against everything, and me and my husband got it, and two days later, he died. And now I'm, like, regretting it, and, <clears throat> you know, it's, you know, this whole thing is just... I've heard this. I'm stories. never going to tell anyone what to do ever like you make your own choice but but, i mean if you die you die like i'll give you my advice (laughs) like don't die i've been taking taking vaccines my whole life and i don't i'd rather have six thumbs than dead yeah but that's just me and i'm like this is the safest vaccine that we've ever had and it's not because it's fast and no one knows it's because the most amount of money went into this vaccine and it got the research out the ass. So I'm like, if I'm going to take anything, it's going to be this one. Yeah. I got, Nick and I got vaccinated right away. I don't, <laughs> I don't argue with people though. If they, if they don't want to, that's, no, I, I, don't, I, I don't really either. do think, I do really. But it is, you know, the only thing is like, you, they, you, know, like, you know, if, if everyone was vaccinated right now, we'd be back to work normal. I mean, I, I think that's the argument though, because there's a lot of breakthrough cases yeah. that are happening. And, and now that they want us to get a booster, there's a lot of people going, well, I thought this, that was the solution. Obviously yeah. it's not, what do you, no one, no one trusts the authorities. Nah, I would hope to, I, I, my, my point is we're all in the same boat. We want this shit over with. So, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not trying to tell, look, everyone has their own right. You know, you want to buy a gun, buy a gun. You have to, everyone, you can't tell people what to do. No, you can't. It's you like, can't police it's the like, world. It's like I told my kid, and like there's three things you never, ever, ever do with someone, especially even if you know them or don't know them. You don't talk about money. You don't talk about religion. Yes. Right. Yes. Thank you. You know. Yes. And uh, you don't. You don't. You don't talk about politics. Yeah. Because you, it's it's a it's a battle you'll never win because it's a battle that you you you're not. How are you right and someone else is wrong? Unless you just think you're right yeah. and someone else is wrong, which is that's just setting yourself up for an argument and a breakup. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. You can't win if you don't know. Things that you know for a fact. Todd, if I take this lighter and burn you in the face, you're going to get burned. Nah, dude. My <laughs> I'm, my beard will catch fire, but then I'll put it up. No, like, no. It's pretty 100% positive if I hold this lighter to your beard, you're going to catch on fire. You might right? Be That's the thing. Yeah. Now, if I said, uh, let me put this lotion on you, it might give you a rash. It might not. You know what I mean? There's an uncertainty. Or, or you're like, no, nah, I don't want that lotion. Or I don't wear lotion on my face. Why not? I probably should. You know, <laughs> you actually have beautiful skin. You think so? Yeah. I think I, For as much riding as you do. I, I you, cover my you, face. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. But my, my nose is, we just did 1,500 miles last People week. People are going to slowly just, think we're dating if I keep complimenting you. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, now I'm giddy. Like, fuck it, we're dating. <laughs> we've been dating a long time yeah, right we do we you know what we've been dating we've been dating our passions yes like that and that is uh that's your that, thing dude that, you followed that. you followed your nose and everything you've ever done and yeah that has always inspired me good well i mean i've been inspired and and had so much help from people throughout my life so what, much what was herbert's like uh geez like was he like you no complete opposite really he was very kind of quiet, uh-huh. almost on the nerdy side, but really? he was cool, good-looking dude. Yeah, um, just kind of a 
you know, a dry, not, not too talkative, but not like mean, just got straight to business and he, but really? lo- such a sweetheart. Yeah. Such a sweetheart. And I loved, kind of always loved, imagined loved photography. I know you being like him and him being like you, because, uh, the way you work with people, I was like, how did you, oh, no. that's just, your he thing. was just a little free spirited bird that just loved everybody and everything. And it was so good at what he did. And people were so excited. And then, Everyone that has worked with him will tell you, like, oh, what a lovely man. Like, what a just a, you know, just he a... He just put people at ease yeah. in a different way. He was kind of like, that's what's funny is because, you know me, I can't shut the fuck up. And I'm trying to always crack a joke. And mm. I, on my third job, it was this huge job for Vogue. And there was just, like, Giselle sitting on a glass table. He put this glass table a in a pool. Giselle. Oh, sorry. I think it was her. Well, anyway, it's one of those big supermodels. Yeah. And she's in a bathing suit with all this gorgeous jewelry, but she's he put a table in the swimming pool. So she's two inches under the water, but floating in the water, but you couldn't see the glass. Yeah. And it's Sarah Jane Horror from Vogue and all these big time people. And everyone's walking around like, you you know, just shut up and do your job and don't get in the way. And <laughs> this girl walked into a C-stand and I'm just like standing there and I was like, I almost started laughing. I'm like, she's like, have that removed. And I was like, huh? She's was like, it an important? It was an important. It was a light. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't. That's a light. It's, I think it's for the shot. Just who are you? Oh Have it God. removed. And I'm just like, oh, shit. I'm like, David, what do I do? He's like, just leave. Just move it and move it back. You know, they'll never know. And so they're I'm like, oh, shit, this is scary. Like, I'm scared of these Vogue people. These important and people. And then I'm like, it's like he's shooting and, and it was like dead silent. Really? And I'm just like, man, this is creepy. <laughs> and Herb's just like, yeah, good. And, and I'm like, Herb. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I got the best blowjob of my life last night. <laughs> and the whole entire cast and crew looked at me like I've lost my fucking mind. And I knew, I'm like, I think I just might have made a mistake. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah? And I go, yeah, my jaw is killing me. <laughs> Looks at me, and he just starts, cr- he cracked up uncontrollably, and then the whole crew started laughing. And I remember at the end of the shoot, these grip guys came over, and they go, come here. And they put a chair down. And they gave me a six-pack of beer and said, you get to watch all of us clean up. That was one of the best moments I've ever witnessed on a set in my whole career. He's like, you got balls, kid. You can, you can cut that tension <laughs> the, with a the, knife. The, the number one assistant, his name was David Jekyll. He goes, dude, that was awesome. But don't ever do it again. <laughs> he goes, the you luck. He that. goes, the head assistant, like, oh, okay. the guy in charge. So, the one was responsible for my career. So okay. He goes, dude, that was fucking awesome, but I would never do that again. He goes, if it went bad, you'd be gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh yeah. And now you do and it every you know, shoot. So what, what that what that what that was a, a a peak in the future of how who is who I am going to be as a photographer and what my sets are going to be like. Right. Yeah. And and how different Herb and I were, but I learned so much from him as a person and how he dealt with people on shoots not necessarily so technical his his shoot his shots are some like i always tell people i'm like i want to assist you man i want you to i want to learn from you. I'm like no you don't 
you you want to know how I light things and then you're going to go use them. So why don't I cut to the chase and just give you all my lighting diagrams and tell you what lights to go buy and then you can go bell from running. Right. You know, because yeah. if you want to assist me, that means you're going to be doing it for when I need you, no matter what. Like my job with Herbert, like no matter what I had going on for that $150 a day. You were there. I had to be there. Yeah. I was the sixth man. I was lucky as fuck. You don't say no. I turned down a national commercial. Well, I would have made probably ten grand. Right. I turned that shit down because David for one hundred fifty dollars. David said, "Listen, we have work. I don't want to hear any. You can't make it. Like, be there at seven. So and so that was him saying, if you show up, then you still have a job here with us. If you don't, you just proved that you don't want to be here. Right." And this is an opportunity of a lifetime, so you don't pass it up. Did did the rest of the people on his crew go on to be great photographers too? Yes, they did. That's a good leader. Yeah, it's a great leader. Yeah. They all they all have careers. Yeah, it's just which way which route you go. Like one's fine art, one's does you know was like I'm going the catalog route, and I'm just going to shoot campaigns. Are you the closest to what Herb was doing? I mean, I hate to even compare myself to Herb ever, but. I wanted to do what he did, and now I'm doing that. Yeah, and so that's a good leader, man. That, but you know, if you and that's kind of what you know, and it's I didn't. I'm not copying him. I'm trying to walk in his footsteps. I'm trying. I, I, I assisted him and sought him out because I love his photographs. I love his style. So you're going to see some influence in my work. You know, and I want that to be that way and i'm not copying him i'm doing it my way but i wh why wouldn't i want it to look like a her picture like i went into early in my career to a magazine and you show them your portfolio and hopes that they'll start hiring you to do some of their shoots yeah and he looked at my book closed it looked me in the face and go it's just blah he goes <laughs> like i don't know what you would do here he's like it's it's just like, it's very Herb Ritz. Like, it's very plain, but like, it's pretty, but it's not, you know. And, and I you was, were like, yes. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's awesome, man. Thank you. And he was like, so confused because <laughs> I guess he was expecting me to be all pissed off. I'm like, that's the best compliment you could ever give me. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Grab my book and just walked out. <laughs> You're hired. Yeah. And I was like, he was like, oh, they eventually actually did hire me. That's funny. You know, but. It's just a weird, you know, it's a weird way. You and hired him for compliments. I, you know, it's just it's just that I should have known too, but then I was young and didn't understand that, like, my work didn't look like anything in their magazine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, and that's why would I go there? It was the wrong fit. It was the wrong fit and I shouldn't have gone. But again, when you're desperate, you go anywhere. How are you supposed to know though? You, don't. you learn those you learn. things way but the, Which down is my point is that, you know, I'm going on 25 years. So that's what I want other young photographers and other people to to understand is that don't compare yourself to someone who's already been through the trenches and is in their you know in the zone and i'm still learning and trying to get i'm not at a point where i feel like i've made it and I've, i'm you know i feel at a point where i'm working but i've still got so much i want to do i'm not even i think i've hit that i'm i got my foot in the door now and it might look to a lot of other people like huh dude you're f crushing it man come on that's and i'm like well not really like it's not there's so much more i want to do 
You know what I mean? And you now need it's a couple like, lifetimes. It's like this book. You do. You do. It's like this book that, 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 you know, I'm finally doing the show for a book that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I, I mean, you, you were a huge inspiration to me to, to do it because Ooh, of what you did with your book. Yeah. And my wife's like, just, you know, this is COVID. You're not, you're not working. This is the time you need to do it. And that I was, was like, really smart. I was only going to be gone a week. Yeah. And then I just didn't come back. I was gone for like six and a half weeks. Dude, you did it the same way I did it. And you just kind of followed your nose. Yeah. Which is what you have to do. Which was how much fucking fun is that? It's the best. To be able to do that for yourself. I've never done that in my photography. Yeah. It's very rare I get time to do anything, you know, for fine art. Let alone all of a sudden I'm like, wait. I'm finding people on the road to shoot. That turned, This is like some Avedon shit. I did notice something in you after you did that. Like it turned something. Oh, 100%. It, yeah, after you did that. Project. That hit a reset button on my life. Yeah. I was driving through um, the, the, the Rocky Mountains, got to the top of those mountains, and I took the pass because there was no snow. I started just crying. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. This country's beautiful. It the country is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It is, it is absolutely a big chunk of dirt, amazing. Man. And I got it it's you know, I gotta take my family on a, a trip across the country. It's like it, it has to happen. I want them to experience what I went through and the emotions and I want it yeah, I just think I wish everyone could do it. Once you cross the Rockies, the world changes so drastically through the plains oh, and yeah. then again through the east yeah. and if you do it in a quick enough timeline you see and notice things that would never sink in otherwise just no. in architecture oh yeah and road quality um and how on it uh, and how untouched some of these small towns are that it could when you look at the book it's like someone told me the other day too and then i was like you got it is that some of the pictures look like from the 40s it's a real education yeah to do to take that trip it was awesome. And then you, on the way back, you know, if it's round trip, you educate yourself going the other direction. Yeah, too. I did. I went, I went on the big, I kind of zigzagged, but I went, I definitely went around the country. Yeah. I think if I did it again, I'd also go through the middle. Yeah. Yeah. The middle has a lot. There's a lot to understand in the middle. It's the flyover states. Yeah. People skip those. But because of that, it's been preserved. Yeah. And there's these little pockets that, like you're saying, 30s and 40s, dude, Main Street's the same. Yeah. You know, there may be some boards on the Yeah, windows. see, if I got the chance to do it again, I would go photograph small towns in, in, in America all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's, you know, that's largely what I tried to escape when I left. Mm-hmm. But now I have a real appreciation for it. Yeah. And. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 totally. I mean, yeah. Know. It's so funny because you like, we were talking about how like, oh, you know, if we ever retired like in Montana or somewhere where we really love to land in these small towns, I'm like, it might be so weird, like coming from a small town and getting out of those places to come to make it then you make it just to get out of there to go back to a small town again it's yeah. like full circle it is a full circle i don't think i'll ever leave california though you know I where I, you know I where i'm gonna either. you know where my goal is up by santa Inez and oh, up yeah. by those and you're a half hour to santa barbara yeah. you can go to the ocean and surf still you can have horses you can you feel like you're everywhere but I there's still there's still there. my lifestyle and still the weather and still the long roads to ride my bike and and it, it's just magical up there. And I don't, found out. Don't leave California. No, I'm not going to. Never. I worry about you. No. Because you're in that. It's like, not going to happen. You're in that success no. range where a lot of people are leaving. And no. I'm like. If I, I, if I move you. anywhere, it's going to get a little place here. Yeah. Or it's going to be San Inez, but have my place in California for the rest of my life. Because I'm going to give that to Jonah and 
Jonah's not leaving. He, he's not leaving the ocean. He's a California kid. He's a California kid. Dude, it takes a lot to get out here. You got to fight no, your I know. way to, to keep your That's spot. why I keep trying to tell him how lucky it is. And I'm like that dad now. You know what it's like. Like, you have no idea how lucky. Like, you grew up in California. You were born in Santa Monica, yeah. California. He's like, yeah, okay. Well, I had to be born somewhere. Speaking like, of you don't circle. understand, though. Like, you're not going to ever have the struggle of sitting in your bedroom and thinking about California or what New York is like. And, you know, just, I've got to get a job and make enough money to get out of here. Like, you're out of there. Like, you're just like, <laughs> you I got enough it, gas money to go to this chick's house. And then we're going to go surf and get a pizza like <laughs> you know what I, I mean like i remember i remember when i was probably 14 um just breaking down in tears to my mom i was like at that age i still felt like i was never gonna get out of the, out of the midwest yeah and her response was she's like why would you ever want to leave yeah you know and because it had everything and they had made of course. it and cut out and i get that now but see your your spirit and whatever soul you had in you before it it knew it was destined for other things oh yeah I that's to. like mine is like sitting in the ghetto and fucking just like i hate this place i mean now you get out of there because it's just sucked but i knew and that i was going to get out and do something i knew it was go i didn't know how i never ever once thought i was going to live like i even when i was like six i was talking about where i was going to be when i was eight or nine and what was, what I already be what was like 16 year old brian like oh he was was he this on on uh, a crack whole... oh my god yeah the I only thing imagine. i stayed away from was drugs because i was so afraid if i started doing drugs i'd be dead you were an athlete but, too. Uh, yeah i was an athlete um i just found out that you know, people liked me mm. and I could be myself and I could be corny and a showman. I could be a showman and, and not give a fuck. And girls started liking me for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I thought, I don't have to try to pretend to be cool and be someone else. And you know what I mean? I can jump on the table and pull my pants down and fart on my friend at a party. <laughs> and people, you know, don't give a fuck. Yeah. This is awesome. And then, uh, you know, and then I started going to a, a bigger school and met a bunch more other kids that were like me. And so it just the commute to, to have friends back then was like I had to walk an hour and a half, an hour. Good God. And then walk home dead dark at night. Yeah. Barefoot. Both <laughs> yeah, ways. both ways. So I'm like that dad now. And I'm telling Jonah, but you don't understand. Like, you just, I want you to know you're spoiled. And, and there's nothing wrong with being spoiled if you don't abuse it and jonah's great like jonah will give his friend a skateboard dude you don't got a board like take my board yeah he'll he'll be like me like he'll give someone a, like a jacket and even i know it's his favorite jacket if his friend wanted him and he knew it was going to make that friend so stoked he'll give him the jacket and i'm like as long as you got that he's he's got you're it you're good yeah you're totally good you know and even for a car he wants like i want a prius i don't want a, you know i want a prius or a 69 nova jacked up in the back with pipes coming out both sides and i want it to growl and the jack has to be i'm like okay we'll get you a prius yeah <laughs> let's start with a let's prius with and a then prius. we'll try to let's have a car that we can work on together and get to where you want to be but um so he's got he's got a good soul and a good head about him and you know nowadays you just you know it's fentanyl shit and kids doing drugs and kids having access to internet at 12 
nine, eight, they learn everything too quick. So they think they know everything. Yeah. And, and can you imagine being a teacher these nope. days? Nope. What a job. Nope. Uh, I, it's being a parent's enough for me to, you know, luckily I don't have to, you no matter what you'll, and you'll find when you have a kid, it's like, you have a different sense of, a set of responsibilities and, and you go through all the fears, you know, he's going to face, he's got a stutter. So I know he's going to go through and he's going through kids that are going to make fun of him. He's going to go through times where he doesn't talk at events or talk so much because he doesn't want people to know. He, you know, I go through that same pain with him. I think that gives him his sensitivity. Oh, I yeah. was thinking about it the other day. Like he is extremely empathetic and sympathetic and quiet because I think he internalizes a lot of that. And I think a lot of it is because he doesn't he doesn't outwardly talk. Oh yeah, about things. Yeah, uh, because I, of I, his I I bet you you're exactly right. But he's he's such a good kid. Like he has a kid that was like abusing alcohol really bad. Like this kid was drinking two bottles of vodka. His buddy. His buddy. How same old? age. Same oh age. Oh my god. They were f- fourteen and fifteen then, and he told the parents. Because he was so worried that Joshua was going to die. Yeah. That he loved the kid so much that he said, oh, maybe I don't want to say the kid's name. No, don't. You don't. Yeah. don't to. So, so he worried about the kids so much that he told the parents because he knew he needed to get him help. Yeah. And he knew it was going to be like, dude, you told my parents. And he's like, we just, I just want you to, I don't want you to die, dude. I want you to get better. And like, you need help. And I'm here, I'll, I'll be here for you. Like, and I'm like, for a kid that age to actually think like that made me so proud and made me just go, you know, that's, th- your friends need you. They need kids like that. And you, you you did the right thing. You didn't tell them, you you helped him. Yeah, that means you did the right that's, thing, yeah. Brian. <laughs> well, I try, I hope and I try. And um, listen, I've had plenty of nights where people are like, that dude's giving you advice? <laughs> You're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> that dude had his pants down. He's a grown adult. <laughs> his wife's over there shaking her head like nothing's wrong what's happening um yeah it's it's all it's 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 just you, you know when you live you're i'm like nervous about him driving by himself i'm nervous about his first date i'm nervous it's like you, we go through it my wife's a nervous wreck yeah you know because you just gotta let him boy go, but you, you know you, you do yeah and you know and it's funny because I was talking with them the other day and I was like, you know, so when you get your own place one day and they both looked at me and goes, what? <laughs> when you get your own place one day, like one day you're going to want to move out. And they looked at each other and they were like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not living with us the rest of your life. I don't care if we have a guest house. Like you're going to, you'll trust me, you'll change. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think nah. Shay, Shay's like, no, he'll be with us forever. Have you looked up rent? Yeah, true. Like that, that, but that's another thing is like, there won't be like, oh, you're 40 living with your mom and dad. They're like, oh, dude, you're stoked. A lot of countries, families live together. For Why not? I mean, look, it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's, I mean, it's, you can't it's afford just, it. You can't, you can't afford it. it. You can't afford it. I mean, we got a buddy that just went back to live with his mom and he's the best guy in the world. And no one, it's not like you're not going backwards and you're, you're doing the smart thing so it makes sense to me yeah i think now what's good about corona and everything that happened in our country is that i think it's making people rethink their lives and i think it's making people more generous for the most part and i think that people are like 
not judging as much and going, you know, because even the rich dudes are losing money. And then, okay, how's that feel, motherfucker? Yeah. When you're riding around trying to rub it in people's faces. Now you're like, oh shit, my shit could be gone too? Hold on. Let me not be, let me be more careful. We did take inventory through yeah. the whole thing. And look what came out of it. Your book. Yeah. I mean. I started this whole operation yeah. during. There's always positives going to come out of anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I don't it, mean it's to fine. diminish any No, 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 the, not, at, yeah. not at all. It's the worst thing that I can think of that happened. But it's also, again, like us and, and everyone that I want to inspire through what I do in my life is let, let's try to make the best of everything. Let's try to get along. And, you know, at the same time, remember, fucking sex is free. Love is free. You know, well, you, you can, can still, still pay for it. You can, you can, but it's not when you're married and... <laughs> And the COVID was probably weird for people that want to. Uh, that was sex. a weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you know what I mean. It's like you, you just try to live your life as a good person and let everyone else live their life however they want. That's beautiful, man. But isn't that really just the way it should be? But we got to get back to those, those, those morals and the, that way of thinking. And I, I think we just need to be respectful to each other again. And, yeah. Uh, I like the phrase, my buddy Josh printed on some t-shirts a long time ago be fucking polite yeah period be fucking polite yeah if you disagree that's fine don't yeah. don't start a fight no yeah just don't try and change people's yeah. minds it's I, uncomfortable just be fucking polite. yeah i like that maybe we should reprint those shirts i think i want to i'm going to talk to him about yeah, that. i think he should this is a good yeah. time to have a shirt like that yeah yeah, trademark, copyright, yeah. Uh, what, whatever, yeah. incorporated. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brian, that was that's a good one to let, end on. We've yeah, done. An, I actually got to get back in LA and. We've set done up an hour thirty. We can do an hour thirty Whoa. more. No, that's wow. Really Is that long enough. That I'm. I'm got Time flies on a microphone. Jeez. Yeah, it sure does. Well, You're right though. Your arm does get a little tired. I know. That's why I switch. Yeah. But I like it because it feels like I did switch, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of like working out right yeah, now. Yeah, a little bit. Right? Yeah. When you're old, you take it where you can get it. I'm with you, man. Getting dressed is a workout for me. I've noticed that I put my socks on before I put my pants on. Oh, yeah. Well, you, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. It's so freaking true. And do you have the throw and quick toe? Oh, my God. Sometimes, yeah, yeah some mornings. Yeah, I like, like I got to get it on there and then quickly pull it up. I stayed on there too see, long. I can't breathe. See that yoga mat? Yeah. That's out there for a reason. So you can learn how to put socks on. Because I'm trying better. to keep able hey, to put my socks on whatever you got well anyway cheers all right cheers love you thanks Brian. man of course everybody I'm, I'm really i'm really stoked about being on this i think you're doing a a great job and and i love listening to him and do i just bring the good people here good that's all yeah, I'm you do trying like, to that's do. that's you well i hope i didn't fuck you up <laughs> not at <laughs> all you're like this dude's boring everybody has got to try your tequila and if this gets out in time for your show i don't think it will no that's but, fine just after like pick it up at bevmo yeah it'll be at all norcal bevmos and south cal bevmos. casa de sol casa del sol del sol hit us up on instagram at casa del House sol tequila, tequila and that's where all the information from you know, when you start a new company, it's where do we get it? So it'll be in 48 states soon. Yeah, but coming your way. Yeah, it's all importing and all the technical stuff that I don't have anything to do with. And and thank you again for shooting with me. Oh uh, no yesterday. problem. Yeah, so go great. go check out. I the can't tech wait jackets. to get my jacket. Yeah, you can you can put a rush on that for me. That'll be the favor back. We don't do rushes here. Oh dang, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Sai Chen. All right, bye, Brian. Bye. Did I not tell you? He's 
so damn entertaining. I wish we would have had more time, but he had to run back and he's getting ready for a show. And in even in doing all that, he still had the time to come out here and help me with a project. And even though he got busy, he's just the kind of guy that wouldn't let it go. And I knew that I, I even told him, I was like, don't worry about it find another way and he said no I told you I'd do that I'm coming down there to do it and and we did and we had a great time but that's that's just Brian Bowen Smith man we call him BBS um he shot the pictures for my deck jacket that I launched last week and if you saw any of those you saw some of the pictures that we took the night before we did this interview and if you're curious about how this whole show works, I didn't mention this in the intro, but the store on my website, which has the jacket and has the other goods that I sell, goes to fund the show. And the show is, yes, this podcast, this is the long-form interview side of things. What I did with Brian was a bonus interview. It had it been a full episode, we would have gone on a multiple-day ride. I would have shot footage of that ride then we'd come home and do the interview just like what I did with Brian and then I cut pieces of that long form interview and put it back over the footage and cut together the story of the trip and it's a tremendous amount of work but it's the format uh, for the show that I'm trying to bring to life and I used to think maybe I could sell the idea to get distributed but now I don't think that I can I think probably it will just come down to me doing it on YouTube and financing it in creative ways like this so if you want to help promote the show and make more of the full episodes go buy something off my store that's incredibly helpful even if it's just a t-shirt or my book or you know, I have higher price point items on there, like the boots and the jackets and the jeans. But all these things are made in America, and I'm very proud of, of what we've designed and brought to the market. So so it's working, um, slowly, but we're, we're getting there, guys. We're getting there. And if, you, and if you've done any, made any purchases off the store, consider yourself a producer in this fucking thing, because that's the only reason it's happening, and I thank you so much. And thank you, Brian, for shooting the photos. Really appreciate it. Well, I'm really tired. But I think we'll do a little parting story. It seems like, from what I've read, you guys are enjoying those. So I will read you a tale from my book, Too Far Gone. This chapter is called, Don't Let It Bring You Down. We stopped at a gas station somewhere along the western climb of Loveland Pass. A small hand-built produce stand shared the two-pump lot. There wasn't much inside the little shack, but I grabbed two peaches and a bag of cherries and paid the lady complaining of a headache at the register. The wind was picking up, and I noticed a strange version of the American flag dancing outside, not the usual mix of stars and stripes. I was curious. So I asked the fellow sweeping the porch about its meaning. He was noticeably thin with uncombed curly gray hair. 
It was difficult to tell his age, probably mid-50s. He wore a tank top tucked into blue jeans and leather work boots. He moved about anxiously. He was clearly suspicious of my camera, but proceeded to address my question. He told me that prior to the Civil War, and for some time after, the U.S. actually had two flags, a military federal flag and a civilian federal flag. He believed the one we see so commonly today was to be used by military force only, and the civilian flag was intended for a non-military expression of American independence. Its meaning is now lost on most who see it. The conversation veered into some conspiracy theories I couldn't quite comprehend, but he held my attention. I started to realize an interesting opportunity before me. This man was generally distrustful. He was quite certain the government was trying to kill him. I'm not sure I've ever met anyone so paranoid. I glanced over at Ethan and could tell he was not entertained. As we continued talking, something changed in the man's tone. He became very curious about my bike and started asking questions. I described the trip and explained that I wanted to take his photograph in order to tell others about his flag and its significance. My assurance must have been sufficient. He allowed me to take his photograph, holding his flag with his back to the camera. We were then interrupted by a blast of thunder, announcing the storm we had been trying to outrun. Ethan and I said our hasty goodbyes and jumped back on our bikes. I could feel the man's eyes on us as we tore away. The line between skepticism and paranoia had grown thin for our new friend. The fact that he allowed me to take his photograph felt as though we had come to an agreement, perhaps even an approval of one another. The image of him and his flag, though quiet in his composition, is a thorough explanation of a complex man vulnerable with his back to the world while holding up what he believes. Moments like these with characters like him are to me what makes photography a rewarding occupation. I doubt our brief interaction helped ease his cynicism, but it did clarify my own outlook. Between naivete and paranoia, I'd choose to remain naive because life's just too short not to ride along with others. You guys travel safe. We'll see you next time.